Welcome to the Lake Show post-game pod here after the Lakers 116-109 loss on opening night to the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm Nick Zalai here with Cameron Ezer. And that game, it's really all Clippers, honestly. The Lakers didn't hold one lead. They were down from the start. Clippers got off to a hot start. Lakers, they really, they just had no energy in the first quarter. And things started to pick up in the second throughout the game. But then at the end of the fourth quarter, even at the end of the third, Paul George started picking up big time. He was great. 31 points on 17 shots. Cam, let's, let's just get it started right away. What are your first thoughts on tonight's opening night matchup? Yeah, so I don't want, because this is a, this is a Lakers-centric um, podcast, I don't want it to seem like this is the we're coming, we're, you know, exiting this game and saying, oh, what a disappointment. This team, it's the first game of the season, but I also don't want people to think by us saying it's the first game of the season, we're giving the Lakers a pass. They were awful in that first quarter. <laughs> uh, they were down 39 to 19. Um, now, I'm not giving the Lakers a pass because they did come back in the second quarter. What I'm saying is when the Lakers trail – they start to live and die by the three. LeBron wasn't taking it to the rack as much. Um, the guys that were your stereotypical shooters weren't the ones getting the shots up. It was mainly Anthony Davis, who I thought played okay. Um, Dennis Schroeder, who, who played really well, exceptionally well, almost had a triple-double. But I want because the Lakers were so focused on getting shooters around these dynamic players, I wanted the Lakers to focus on uh, driving in the lane and kicking it out for those shooters. Uh, there wasn't, it wasn't like Wesley Matthews or Kyle Kuzma had a lot of wide open shots like Markeith Morris. Um, so what, the only thing that I can take away from this game is the fact that these are the two teams that are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers are a really good team. Um, Paul George, for everyone that was hating on him and saying he couldn't do this, this, and this, didn't show up. And he's a legit player. And if you wouldn't take Paul George out of, uh, out of a group of, uh, let's say you take the top 20 in the NBA and you don't consider Paul George, then you don't watch enough NBA basketball because he's legit. Um, Obviously, this is, again, just one game, so not trying to overreact or anything. But this is a really good Clippers team. This is also a really good Lakers team because they trailed by 22 and came back in the matter of one quarter. LeBron didn't play the last, what, three, four minutes. This isn't a game where you can take much away. But the thing that I can take away is th this looked like two all-star teams. Both these teams have a first and second lineup that any team would take as their first lineup in the NBA. And the fact that they added weapons, Serge Ibaka looked great for the Clippers. Same with uh, Zubac, who, who obviously played for them last year, but, you know, wasn't as effective as he was in this game. I mean, Luke Kennard looked good. Same with the Lakers. Montrez Harrell and, and Dennis Schroeder looked great. So I can't really take anything away from this loss for the Lakers. But what I can take away from this game is I will put the house barring any crazy circumstances, whether that be health or anything, that the Lakers and the Clippers are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. That's really interesting. Um, I, I do agree. I think it's a high chance. It's obviously a long way now. The Western Conference 
finals, but the Lakers and Clippers are obviously the top two teams to most likely make the Western Conference Finals and who I could easily see, especially if Paul George plays the way he did tonight consistently throughout the season. I mean, he scored 10, 12 straight points between the third and fourth quarter. He was he was catching fire. Um, the Clippers are just relying on him. Kawhi was sitting. That was giving time for Kawhi to rest and relax. They, they Paul George played like the $200 million man he's being paid. He is supposed to go out there and play the way he did. They can't rely on Kawhi Leonard the entire time to carry the Clippers throughout the season. They need Paul George to pick up some of that slack and be a second superstar. And that's what he really was tonight. And that first quarter, that's the reason the Lakers lost the game tonight. They were sluggish to start. There weren't there was no energy on the court. You're watching them on offense. They're throwing these lazy passes that are just easily being intercepted by the Clippers defenders, and they're turning that into points. The fast break points was a huge reason the Lakers lost this one. And my takeaway from this game would be you need to keep Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell in the same lineup. Those two have a chemistry that it's kind of strange. I mean, Montrez Harrell was for the Clipper, played for the Clippers last year. Dennis Schroeder was with OKC, but they're clicking and it's only game one. I only, I think they're only going to click going forward. The pick and roll game was exceptional between those two. Dennis Schroeder had eight assists. He almost had the triple double. He was putting up a great stat line. Montrez, he shot, I believe it, yeah, six for seven. He had a double double as well, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Both those guys in their first games, they needed to make an impact. And even though the Lakers lost, I think they made a big impact. And that's that's probably the biggest positive I would take away from this game is who was going to replace the Rajon Rondos, the who else did the Lakers lose over the offseason, the um, Dwight Howards, JaVale McGee's, who was going to replace those guys? And I think Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell can definitely be those two guys. Yeah, that's one thing that that is a big takeaway. The fact that the guys you needed to step up and expected to step up did. Uh, Marcus Ole wasn't great. Uh, he clogged up the paint a lot, and, and I think that is that can cause some worry. I don't think he should be starting from now on um, because of the lack of offense the Lakers saw in the first quarter and the fact that he picked up the two quickest fouls I've ever seen in my life. So, I think from now on. 80 at the five is the move because the Lakers don't need to play five. I mean, when the Clippers, they start Serge Ibaka, they don't expect him to uh, be this paint presence like a Rudy Gobert, but they do expect him to play well on the defensive side. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really based off matchups and you see how, um, how the game plays out in your opponent. So Frank Vogel will, will judge it based off that, but I don't think Marcus Sol should be starting. I think they need more offense uh, from the jump. And if the Lakers continue to fall behind early, that's not a good sign because it was clear to see that LeBron, he, he was fine. If this was a pivotal game in the last five minutes, he would have played all five minutes. So it's clear to see that the Lakers are conservative, but they also realize that, you know, they need to pick up the pace and, and get things going early. And they didn't get that, get that at all in this game. So that's a big takeaway. Um, I mean, for the games coming up, of course, with the Christmas day slate and everything going on there, it's going to be a, a tough couple opponents, but uh, my thought is there's nothing wrong with starting off against one of the top five teams in the NBA. So 
Good game. Um, the Clippers played really well, and I expect them to do that for the rest of the season, but I also expect the Lakers to do the same. It's one game. It's a head-to-head. -head. You never know what's going to happen first game of the season, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, there's a lot of takeaways in this game, and I think that that's a good one. The fact that the guys that the Lakers brought in to step up, they stepped up. So my one thing, one other thing before I set it back to you is Marcus Gasol should not be starting because that shouldn't be the Lakers scheme. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Does Frank Vogel change the starting lineup for the game against the Mavericks? Because the Mavs don't have Chris Stapps, so that takes away a 7-3 unicorn on the court. They're going to be a little bit smaller. Obviously, you've got to deal with Luka Doncic, but he compares nothing to a guy like Anthony Davis or Marcus Saul. So I wonder if the Lakers will go to that smaller lineup, maybe give Montrez more minutes. He played 32 tonight, which is more than both LeBron and AD. But does he play more minutes? And then Kuzma, he played a decent Maybe I could see Markeith Morris getting some more minutes. So He's only Go ahead. I, I, just, I don't want to interrupt you, but I was going to say you either start Trez or Keefe. Mm -hmm. Either Montrez Harrell or Markeith Morris. At you the four, yes. At the four. Because what you have to realize is even when Chris Stapps comes back for the Mavericks and the Lakers play the Mavericks, AD is a version of Chris Stapps Porzingis. It's the same thing with Serge Ibaka. Yet not same talent level, but the fact that they match up well – so you're not compensating for, you know, Chris Stapps and what, a Steven Adams. You know what I mean? Like you're not comp – you can play a legit four and a legit five. Mm -hmm. but, but remember, fives in this day and age for a lot of teams, a lot of them are stretch fives that can play all over the floor. Now, if you're playing a team like um, throwing out there uh, the Jazz, I, I, my, the expectation is you start Marcus Gasol because you have him on Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And then if Derek Favors starts, then Anthony Davis. But the whole thing is if you can start Markeith Morris or Montrez Harrell on a guy like, I would say, Maxi Kleber for, for Dallas, and you start uh, Anthony Davis when Chris Stapps comes back, that's a good matchup. You don't need AD to be on, on Kleber and, and uh, Marcus Gasol on Chris Stapps. What? The, the mobility, the movement is so different. So I think you turn to Markeith Morris, uh, see how he does. He brings a shooting presence, but he also brings a defensive and, uh, and a high IQ to a team that needs fast starts. Because you can mm -hmm. tell when this team doesn't get out to a fast start, it, I mean, they didn't take the lead once. And they, yeah. they had a lot of possessions to do so. This team almost, they searched too hard for the lead. And LeBron didn't play his best. AD wasn't at his best. AD needs to take more shots. And Absolutely. LeBron needs to take it to the cup more. That, that's the, that's the, the main thing. I mean, the, I'm not saying the Clippers didn't deserve this win because they did. They should have. Even if the Lakers won this game, I would have said, this Clippers team is really good anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, LeBron and AD need to play better. And I think it's just about, you know, figuring out this new lineup. You saw it with Frank Vogel a lot of the times in the postseason. Avery Bradley didn't come to the bubble. So now he has to switch things up, plays Rajon Rondo more. So I think it's all about schemes. It's the first game of the season against one of the best teams in the NBA. So, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what, the, what the Lakers do from here. But I'm not concerned at all. Me neither. It's going to be key for this team to take advantage of when they have that momentum. There was a period in the third quarter, the score was 77 to 75 for at least five minutes, I feel like. <laughs> there were so, the Lakers were making great stops on defense. 
they were forcing the Clippers into bad shots, using up that shot clock and just chucking something up. But then they went down to the court and they were chucking up their own three-pointers or getting contested layups with two guys on them. You, you got to take advantage when you can. Those were, that was a chance you could build a four, six-point lead. And this is a totally different ball game. But then also, I remember watching, starting the fourth quarter, LeBron – the Lakers went on a quick 7-2 run in the first minute and a half of the fourth quarter. That's the LeBron from last season. If he needs to go in there, step up, and do it himself, he can. He gets an assist to Kyle Kuzma. He knocks down a three-point shot. He gets another assist. I forget who it was, but that's two assists, one three-pointer, a 7-2 run. You're within the ball game again. LeBron can take over and it really depends how many minutes he's going to play in, in the games. But if he can get the rest early on and let these backup guys carry some of the load, keep the Lakers within five points or something, he can come in the fourth quarter and if they need him to take over, he can, they can rest AD so that he can play the last eight, 10 minutes of the game. It's good. Frank Vogel's got a lot on his plate. And if he does it correctly, this team can be successful without having to worry about LeBron getting really exhausted once the second half of the season begins or even into the playoffs. Nick, this is a whole new team, meaning that they need to find a whole new identity. It's a team that they all have to realize that your roles and finding your roles isn't at, at the snap of your finger. You know what I mean? You, you a guy like Wes Matthews, a guy like Kyle Kuzma, it's going to take at least five to 10 games to fit into this new system because guess what? There are a lot of new players on this Lakers team. I didn't realize it until Jeannie Buss read out everyone's name about <laughs> people that, that weren't on the team anymore. So, or, or on different teams or not from the Lakers championship uh, team last year. It's a new team. They need to find their new identity. They have a lot of time to do it. It's just one game. And if all these guys can fit into the roles at the right time, just like they did last year at the start of the postseason, I have no worries at all. Uh, this Lakers team is going to be completely fine if they can fit their roles at the right time, because AD and LeBron need to be the showstoppers and the others need to uh, need to learn where they fit into this team. The others are just puzzle pieces around uh, around these, you know, two superstars that this team is being built around. So the Lakers lose 116 to 109 to the Clippers on opening day. It's 0-1 to start the season. They're next out, what is it, Christmas Day? Christmas Day, Christmas day 8 p.m. against Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. So, so I mean, it's going to take some time. It's going to be a process for every Laker fan. Take a deep breath. It sucks. It, it sucks, obviously. You want to win on ring night. They won in 2010 after they won. They won in 2011 after they won the championship. It sucks, but, I mean, it's one game. Last year, what, the Clippers, the Clippers won opening night by 10, 112-102. Yep. Who was holding that trophy at the end of the season? The Los Angeles Lakers. So it's one game. It's, it's a long season. It's a very take, long season. Yeah, take a step <laughs> by step, find your role and, and uh, fit into a, a system that is destined for for back-to-back. -back. So for Nick Zelaya, I'm Cameron Isaiah. This is a special post-game 
podcast of the Lake Show Pod. Uh, the Lakers lose to the Clippers, 116-109. Not sure if we'll be doing a lot of these post-game ones, but this was a, a game that we definitely wanted to touch on. But if we do, then we'll catch you on the next one. And, of course, we also just have episodes that come out about, you know, narratives around the league and the Lakers in general. So whichever comes first, we'll see you then.